Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode 26 of Wings, Beers, and Tears, your DMV podcast. We are coming to you live from Montgomery County, Maryland. It is early November, and we have a packed, packed, packed podcast tonight. I, for one, am fired up, so let's do the intros here. We've got Jeremy to my left. How are you? I'm doing very well, gents. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Jerry? City of fucking champions, man. You're goddamn right. And I am Todd, and we are here to celebrate your Washington Nationals, the 2019 World Series champions. God, it feels so good to have some winning teams in this city. So here's our rundown tonight. We are just going to get right into it. We are going to preview your number seven ranked Maryland Terrapins basketball team. We are going to gloss over the shit stain that is the Redskins. (laughs) Fuck them. Good Lord. They just give us nothing to talk about each week, yet here we are. We are going to give a big shout-out to the Baltimore Ravens for one of probably the biggest regular season NFL game of the season so far. Um, Fantastic win for them. We're going to talk about our Caps, who continue to just churn out the wins and play some good hockey. But right off the top, let's get into it. And congratulations to your Washington Nationals. Man, it feels good to be a championship city. I would like a, an apology from Jeremy. <laughs> I said exactly what was happening last podcast. I said something's weird. Max Scherzer out of nowhere, out of nowhere, has muscle spasms, can't put his shirt on. It's called drugs, Jerry. And I they said, fucking doped his ass up. The dude. next game. Oh, he's available. He's available to pitch if we need him. Like, oh, okay. Okay. And then he goes to game seven. I mean, I'll let you break it down, but Jeremy, are you willing to apologize? I'm not going to break down shit. Here's the deal. No. Before we get into the conspiracy theory between uh, Jerry and Jeremy, which is going to be fucking great, I'm just going to sit back and eat my popcorn. But before we get into that, so here's here's the summary. So last week at this time, the Nats were down three games to two, heading back to Houston with Straws on the mound. And we did say if they've got a chance, they have a chance because Strasburg was the best Arguably the best pitcher in the entire series. Cole probably had the accolades coming in. By the time it was all said and done, Strasburg is your World Series MVP. The fucking man. And they win game six uh, on on the back of an amazing Strasburg performance. And then in game seven, as Jerry just alluded to, Max Scherzer somehow rises from the dead and his uh, pinched nerve was pinched no more. And he had a, a very gritty and gutty five innings worth of work and kept him in the game. And boy, did the Nats not uh, not not come through yet again with late inning heroics. And the long ball was their friend in that gimmicky ballpark. And man, the rest is fucking history. Champs, you know what? What an absolute run they they went on. Yep. I mean, I I genuinely believe. I know Jeremy disagrees with me. <laughs> Vehemently, he disagrees. I, I, I genuinely believe they they looked at the stats and they said we can pitch Max in Game Five, and he's going to he's going to lose to Cole, and we can throw anybody out there, and he's going to lose to Cole. But wouldn't it be nice if we have to win two out of three to have Strasburg and Scherzer going up against you know not as dominant pitching, um, and it worked out for them. I, I mean, I that's that's what I believe. I, I believe they made the calculated risk to go down 3-2. So you, so you honestly believe this? This isn't bullshit. This you is believe bullshit. that they sat Scherzer on purpose in I Game it, 5 right. and used the, the pinched nerve as a red herring and said, hey, he's he, he can't go tonight. He's our horse. I'm not saying he wasn't in pain. 
Right. I'm saying he could have pitched through if he had to. I'm saying he did. They did. Okay. They didn't scratch him. He would have been as injured in Game Seven as he was in Game Five. So right? you, you, I think they okay. could have pitched him in Game Five if he wanted to. All right. So that, that so that is your honest to God theory. That's my honest to God theory. And Tony Kornheiser backed me up. And Tony Kornheiser's right. The only person <laughs> I'm waiting for is Alan May. If Alan May backs me up, I know it's gold. <laughs> Alan May didn't back you up. <laughs> no, I said if he backs me up. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I don't think you want to know what Alan May would think of your theory. All right, so Je- so Jeremy, after hearing his half cock theory there about sitting Scherzer well, on purpose in Game Five, you did not agree via text. Well, he, <laughs> yeah, he called me a bowl of shit. <laughs> Obviously, there is some credence to this theory because Hinch was clearly sitting Cole in Game Seven, saving him for Game Eight. So obviously there is there is credence to the theory, um, and for those of you who don't know, there is no game eight, and I'm being full of shit now. <laughs> now here's the thing, you know, I think there's maybe one organization in the entire world that would do something that stupid, and that's the Washington Redskins. So maybe something got in there, you know, and, and you know, in, in Rizzo's mind that he needed to do something funky. There's no way Rizzo would ever do that. There is no way Scherzer would ever do that. Now what I will say is maybe. Maybe they knew he couldn't go more than an inning or two that day because he was in pain, and therefore they ended up doing this. That I can see, but Scherzer wasn't himself in Game Seven. No, so, he, no, he wasn't. I think that just shows me that he was actually coming off of something. I'm not saying he wasn't coming off of something, but if Joe Ross was pitching Game Seven, that game would have been eight nothing after five innings. I mean, yeah. Scherzer did not pitch well, and he got batted around a little bit, but he kept them fighting, and then the game. And by the time they were able to chase Granky, which we can all talk about why the guy, why the manager for the Astros took yeah, Granky out yeah. after 80 pitches, but, um, you know, that allowed them to stay in the game and then make the comeback. But, um, I'm only, I mean, I, I do believe that was a factor in their decision. Um, and is it as clear cut as what I'm saying? Probably not, but I, I believe that they did some sort of analytical, um, uh, you know, decision to say, let's rest him. Maybe he can get a little bit healthier and we'll have a better matchup at game seven if Strasburg can win. Well, you know, I will. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, <clears throat> all right. Jeremy made the point that if there's no way you would have sat him on purpose for a game that may not have even occurred. Because if they lose game five and they lose game six, there's no game seven. They're betting on Strasburg. I said it's a calculated risk. I'm not saying it's. You know, the, I, I'm not. I'm not saying it's. It was a guarantee. I'm just saying it was a calculated risk, and it was one that was worth taking. Probably because they thought he would be healthier by that time. I mean, I'm not saying he wasn't injured, and that wasn't a factor. Right. But I'm saying also, in addition to the injury, it was maybe he can be healthier, and we'll have a better matchup if we can use him in Game Seven. So, all right. Whether or not it was a calculated risk, it doesn't matter. It, it worked. fucking worked, right? Yeah, you worked. know, yeah. so I'm just asking for a little fucking respect here. <laughs> well, you're, in the, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> well, yeah, you definitely have the wrong audience with Jeremy over there because he's looking at you like he's just he's just boring a hole right through you right and now. Howie Kendrick once again, fuck that guy. He was I mean, the man. Did wasn't he, he have the best postseason like ever, dude? You know what he had? He had a DSP postseason. Yeah, he yes, seriously, he did. yes, he you did. know now. Kendrick had some clout. You know, he's a good major league hitter. But, dude, I mean, the clutch hits, him coming through left and right, it was just unreal. 
It was unreal. I was, I was so, I, I, I was really, really happy for that guy because he's at the stage in his career where he should just ship himself out to the American League and be a DH. But, well, you know, I, heard, I heard today he's getting looked at by the Rays. The Rays really want him. Uh, I'm sure there's a number of teams. I yeah. mean, he's still probably got two to three legit years in terms of a bat left where the American League just suits him perfectly. Yeah, and he, you know, he came off that Achilles. You know, he, he probably never knew if he was going to play again. So it's just super cool to see him do what he did. But, you know, and I know we're going to talk about this in a couple minutes, but God damn, if you're going to keep, I mean, I assume they're going to bring Zimmerman back on a much reduced deal. Obviously, they, they let him go. That, um, now because they're not paying him 18, 18 million next year, but the, the, I assume they will try to bring him back. If you're going to bring him back at and play first base, why not have Kendrick there too? And the two of them can platoon first base all year. I mean, it, it, Rizzo will figure something out because he's really smart. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's, no, he's McClellan. I, I, I'm he's telling just, you, man, he'll, he'll I, make I, something happen. Correct. I trust both of those guys. By the way, I would never end up at a poker table with either one of those guys. First of all, their pockets are deeper. Second of all, their balls are bigger. <laughs> Third of all, they know they know what they're doing. Rizzo but, looks uh, like he just fight you too. He's, yeah. Oh yeah. No, he's a bulldog, dude. I love I, that guy. I want you to tell him your theory and see how see what he what he thinks. Well, they're never going to admit it, but I know I'm right. Dave, I'm have you heard his theory? You're right. You know what, Jerry? You're 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 right. It's okay. Yeah, your mic's not on. We'll, we'll 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 get you hooked up in a second, but we we will have a special guest here shortly, ladies and gentlemen. But uh. So Jerry's theory is that they sat Scherzer on purpose in Game 5, that it wasn't actually an injury. No, that's not what I said. He was injured, but they could have pitched him if they had to. And if there's no Game 7, you might as well burn down that But they had Strasburg in Game 6. What what am I missing? What are you missing that I'm not? I mean, you're missing logic. (laughs) If, okay, you might, in fact, be right. I know I am. <laughs> However, if that was the calculated risk, then they should have done it in game one as well. If you weren't going to go... He wasn't as injured then. It doesn't fucking matter, Jerry. The injury was a red herring. He wasn't actually... If he can't beat Cole, why are you pitching game one? Correct. If your theory's right... And he did beat Cole, If your way. theory's right that they were sitting him out, he actually wasn't that injured. I think he was actually fucked up. I think the pinch nerve just, just got him. And he just got better in a, a day or two? No, I think they shot him up. Drugs, That's what drugs, I said. Drugs. It's called well, drugs. Why, why couldn't they shoot him up in game five? Because it takes time. No, oh, you guys are full of shit. You're not, you're not even <laughs> fucking doctors. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, not I a doctor, do. but we have a lawyer amongst us, <laughs> yeah. so that, that, he must and, be right. And I'm right, and he's getting, I'm going to yell at <laughs> This is a time for celebration, and we're going to have a fucking all-out brawl. Yelled yelled at. You, you brought this on yourself. I started it. I started it. Son of a bitch. Uh, nah, so I'm the Marchon of, of, of this discussion right here. I start the fight and I'm the what? What's it bring that in there uh, for? Nah, so we uh you know, seriously, what what a run by the Nats. What a uh um the the, the similarities and, and we've gone on and on here. The national media's done it, the local media's done it. I mean, the love affair between the caps and nats is awesome to see. And uh, before we popped on here, Jerry and I were talking, and we are so envious of other cities that have multiple championship teams so often. Boston comes to mind first, you know, firsthand between the Red Sox and, you know, and Patriots. But it's so cool to have a city now where the teams are fairly united. 
you know, we have two championship teams in 18 months right. and legit fucking sports. And the Mystics. And the Mystics sandwiched in there. Um, you know, our college basketball team looks like they're legit. They're pretty good. I mean, it's a good time to be a DMV Maryland sports football's fan. football's going to beat Penn State. Yeah. Remember, yeah, that was our... Remember that podcast? Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> Thank God we don't make our money off of sports bets because we would be just completely <laughs> no dead broke. I was convinced uh, they were going to be Penn State. Uh, I had no idea Penn State was going to be that good, but I digress. Yeah. Um, no, so let's, let's take a quick break. Let's let's refresh beverages. Let's get the uh, technical equipment up, and then let's let's do our bridge between the Nats and the Caps, and what that really means. And you know, let, let, let's get a pulse on the Caps and where they're going forward. And let's talk a little bit about free agency for both teams because yeah. it's looming right now for, for the, Nats the Nats because their their off season starts right away, and they've got some tough decisions Pitches ahead of and them. Catches in like ninety days. Yep, and the, yep. and and the Caps aren't far behind them as this season winds down. So let's take a quick break, and Caps we will join you. Sucks for some more DMV Sports Talk. And welcome back to Wings, Beers, and Tears. And uh, Jeremy is still seething over there. He's very mad at Jerry's uh, uh, conspiracy theory on Game 5. We'll call this uh, Hyatt Gate here for <laughs> Nationals Game 5. It's, it's not a conspiracy. It's the but, smartest uh, thing in the world, and it worked. <laughs> and we're champs. Yeah. Dave wants to talk and use a talk. But That's right. So so, so we will we will uh, bring on our guest yet again. Hold we on. Have, well, I have to say one last thing. Okay. It's like, it's Jesus like a Christ. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not mad at all. I'm not mad. I'm just I'm very disappointed. Disapp- oh, that's the worst. That doesn't even work. Nah, what am I, work. seven? So we are joined yet again <laughs> yes, by Coach <laughs> Evans, and uh, we have we have an actual honest-to-God uh, you know, authority in our midst, thank goodness, to keep us all on the straight and narrow. I Jerry was the you must be talking about law, not me. <laughs> I coach JV football, D-line. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Interior. Point. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Of course, interior. That's a clout. <laughs> Actually, we're very proud of you for that. <laughs> you punt, punt coach specialist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, don't even, right. I don't even know what cover two is. I'm like, what should we got cover two? I'm like, I don't know what that is. Say yes. That sounds sexy. Go for it. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. My linemen are just supposed to rush, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. It, does that mean we still have defensive linemen? <laughs> this is just uh, smear the queer with a line, right? <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, so, you know, so we were talking about the Nats and how their, um, <clears throat> their run – to the championship was so similar to the Caps. And, you know, underdog, they'd been there before as the favorite and failed miserably a number of times. You know, the thought in the city was, you know, oh, here we go again. And then here the Nats were in August and September in the midst of just a brutal, you know, fucking find a way to make the playoffs. They did. And we said it on here. Many other people said it. If they get in, they are a nightmare for the opponent. And there they were, the big bad Dodgers, Dodgers look great. They're up two one, but you know they're thinking, shit. <laughs> Those guys have the they have the bats and they've got the pitching staff. And sure enough, we pulled it out. Yeah. So, we deserve a little credit for this. Not like, you know, Josh Howard, Wake Forest credit, but uh, you know, yeah. we deserve a little bit of credit. No, that that story for another time, and that's that that's a doozy right there. What a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Who, Josh Howard or us? <laughs> Josh Howard. Well, yeah, he is too, a dumbass. Uh no, but it was it you know, not only was it great to see the championship, to 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 feel the, you know, the the groundswell of, you know, excitement from the city, but then here they were, you know, in their championship celebrations, partying with the caps, who just, you know, a year and a half ago had done the same thing. And it was so awesome to see the other night at the game, you know. Incredible. It's just so cool. You know, seeing the guys with their shirts off in the Zamboni, <laughs> they're pouring beer from the uh, from the suite down to people below. I mean, just a fucking Oshies, party. Uh, beer through the jersey. Yes, yeah. yes. Adam Eaton is the TJ Oshie. Yeah. I fucking love it. So, you know, 
the you know the love fest is definitely there the bro love all all, all that shit but again two legitimate you know, major sports trophies in our hands in 18 months. The Mystics sandwiched in between, and there's Danny Boy in a fetal position, you know, out of Nashville. He must be. F you, Danny. Not, so, even, so the, not even worth talking about. So, so we, we will, you know, we'll, we'll touch on the skins in a little bit, but does he even really know what's going on? Does he care? Does yeah, he realize that he's so down on the totem pole right now? If he doesn't, he's crazy, but I think they're in such a bubble over there that they, they must be. He's surrounded by syphicants who just tell him how great he is and how yeah. rich he is and how much he's never made more money than he makes now, so right. he views it as, as a success. God, he's just a despicable person. Yeah, yeah. One and eight is, is that success, baby. Hell yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah no shit. I mean, if they don't beat the Jets, that might be it. Yeah, I, they shouldn't beat the Jets, but well, let's let's talk about. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll table that. We'll table that. So, so, what were your favorite moments from from the Nats run? It can be getting there. It can be first round game. You know, final series. Like, where 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 are you at with your with your favorite moments? I like, other than your your theory on on the game five yeah, Scherzer I mean, injury thing. <laughs> I assume someone's gonna be calling me thanking me for that. But uh, I liked Sometime Howie Kendricks. I liked Howie Kendricks' moments. He always had big hits. Uh, Soto, you know, it. they're the oldest team in the league, but they had young guys who um, I think their charisma helped them. I mean, they, they with the dugout dances and all that stuff, and even right. Strasburg was getting – I mean, they just played kind of loose. Um, my favorite moment was Game 7 in Houston when Kendrick hit the two-run home run, and you could just feel – you could just feel the the energy from that stadium ballpark just, yeah. just died. Yep. Yeah. They knew it was over. Yep. Because they had their gun out, and he was pitching great, and they couldn't put the Nats away. Scherzer would have brace, bases loaded almost, or at least two men on every inning, and would somehow get out of it. And Rendon hit the home run, and then they took him out, and then Kendrick hit it, and you could just see the the confidence drain away. So great, right? And that was the best part because they took their soul, and that was the best <laughs> part for me. I love when when teams take another person in their fan base's soul, and you could you just, love a good crushing victory, just a soul yeah. crushing. <laughs> I love when kids start crying and shit, like like the Duke kid, like the Duke oh, kid from back in the, the greatest day. moment uh, of of the yeah. kids so, crying, that, injuries being fake. Yeah. You know, all that, <laughs> that was my favorite. This had everything for Jerry. God, this Jerry's, was like his yeah. dream series. It was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> and, I, and I saw Max go. Jerry's for you, dude. You had to figure it out, man. No, that was that was f you, Jerry. But you know, we won't talk about that. So, Jeremy, what was your uh, what was your you know favorite moment or moments or you know inside the the chicks with the boobs behind home plate that one game uh, that was impressive no, that was impressive yeah no but um you know just the the excitement you know I you know I don't think I've ever been so closely following a team that I'm not necessarily a fan of and got to enjoy all the spoils without having any of the you know the downs um you know being a nose fan you got enough downs but you know it was just fun to watch the run fun to watch the guys. And I think you know, this is kind of backwards, but it probably goes along with Jerry's theories. You know, Rendon yawns in the batter's box in Game Seven. That's how chill the guy is. He just yawns. Yeah. And then goes hits a home run. You know. And I will. The last thing I will say about this is, you know, there's another slight disappointment here, and that's you really can't drink out of the 
championship trophy. In, it is in not baseball. a cool looking trophy at all. And that's, no. that's kind of too bad. It looks like a Game of Thrones type thing. It's like a torture <laughs> device. But it's I was going to say, it looks like a hazard. Yeah. You know, it looks like somebody's going to get hurt or impaled. Yeah, they probably did. Yeah. <laughs> probably, it probably looks like did. some kinch, kitchen utensil thing that we don't understand how to use. <laughs> yeah, like a grater. Is that a bottle like, warmer? What the hell do what I do with that? this thing? Yeah, hat, right. Hat rack. I don't know. <laughs> all right, Todd. So what do you do with Rendon? What do you do with Strasburg? All right. So we're not going to get Dave's moments? Yes, oh, Dave's. Yeah, what's your moments? I thought he was talking. I thought that was That's his right. moment to talk about the utensils. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave. No, Dave loved the trophy celebration. <laughs> I think the thing that just was remarkable was how many individual things there were, and how many different guys, and how often it was seventh inning, two outs. I mean, when you look at the, the from the wild card game all the way through all the comebacks, five uh, elimination games, they trailed in all five. I don't know that there's been another series in sports or playoff run by any team in any sport where they've had so many different things that, you know, whether it was Rendon, whether it was Soto, whether it was Kendrick, whether it was the pitching, you know, I mean, what was it game? Was it game seven or game six where they loaded the bases a couple of times, worked their way out of it? Yep. I mean, you just, both. <laughs> it just, it really did remind me of the caps and like, it yeah. just, they were just not going to be denied. Yep. Whatever it was going to, something was going to work. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I sort of, at least for the caps, when they beat the Lightning, I thought it was theirs. Yeah. I didn't think Vegas was going to hang with them. Um, maybe I was naive. But when... You're right. In that yeah. Case. But, when, but when Houston won, they, they were the heaviest favorite. So, yeah. you know. And, and, but to have a, have a whole World Series where the home team never wins, that's crazy. Well, and see, I, th- that was the takeaway I had. And, and Jeremy alluded to it. You know, I'm not a hardcore Nats fan. I root for them. I cheer cheer them on. I actually go to a, quite a few Nats games during the year because it's fairly convenient. Um, but you know, baseball is the ultimate stat sport. They've got stats for everything. This guy hits three thirty against lefties on Saturdays with his thumb up his ass. You know, I mean, it's the craziest shit, right? And what you had in this series was which the, thumb? The, <laughs> sorry, um, you had the the road team winning every game, which was completely bizarre. <clears throat> You had the team that had the fewest hits won six out of the seven games. I mean, you just had these like random, bizarre, crazy shit that throughout the course of you know 162 games, you have this giant sample size and you have a formula for winning. All that shit goes out the window when it's a best of seven, you know? Right. And, and I love that about sports because it is so humbling. You know, you can have all the right formulas. You can have the, you know, the pitching staff. You can have, you know, your top two lines in hockey. You can have the best quarterback in football. You can have all these things. But at the end of the day, you know, who goes mano a mano and who finds a way to get it done? And, you know, the Nats found a way to get it done. So that was that was my favorite part was all the anomalies with the stats that kind of went against the grain of right. the traditional baseball people, you know. So what do you do with Rendon? And what do you, now that it's over, what do you do with Strasburg? So you and know there are other free agents. See there, and there again is the humbling part of of sports, right? Here we are enjoying, you know, in in the honeymoon of victory, and we're already thinking, you've got the World Series MVP who can opt out, and apparently San Diego is going to throw everything they can at Strasburg because that's his hometown. You've got Rendon who could honestly command on the open market more than Harper got last year. So what do you do? Well, from what I hear, uh, the chances – from what I hear, I don't have any inside sources. Same oh, thing. yes, you do. You say same inside sources from here. Game 5, asshole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was just uh, – well, well said. Yeah. yeah it was, you guys are so bitter. Um, 
it's a it's a blessing and a curse to be this smart. <laughs> Strasburg, uh, this is his home now. I mean, he's from San Diego, but he's here now, and his family's here, and his kids like it here, and his wife likes it here. Um, he's going to command six years, $180 million, mm-hmm. um, which is probably a little bit less than Cole. Uh, he's 31 years old. Um, is he 31? He's 31. No shit. Yeah, Seems I mean, like just yesterday. Uh, like The backup guys that I, I wrote these names down, um, the backup guys that let's say he goes somewhere else, let's say he goes out west, which is possible. Uh, Blake Wheeler's 29. Madison Bumgarner's 30. I thought that guy was like 40. Um, Wait, how old is Bumgarner? 30. He's younger than Strasburg. He's younger than Strasburg? I thought Blake right. Wheeler played for the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's it's not uh, Russ Wheeler. He's the, he's the driver in... <laughs> Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder. Uh, I know Cole. He was Jerry's stats outside. are handwritten, and I'm I'm a bit skeptical. Yeah. But that's okay. Dallas Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel's 32. He's okay. Got, he's got Gaylord Perry at the bottom of the list. <laughs> 63 years old. That's new starter. Walter Johnson with the old W on. <laughs> <laughs> Who, whoever Wheeler is, a place for the Mets. Um, he's 29. But Strasburg's projected to be at 30 million. Those guys are 20 million and less. So got it. So significantly cheaper. Rendon, according to Neil Greenberg and other people, think they think he's going to get a seven-year, $235 million deal, which okay. is about 33 to $34 million. Right. Uh, the other third baseman behind him that most people have uh, um, available. Is it Donaldson? Donaldson and Moustakas. Okay. Um, Rendon's 30. Moustakas is 31. Uh, Donaldson's 34. Rendon hit 319. Those guys hit in the 250s. They Got all it. had comparable homers. So it's definitely a step back. Hmm. Donaldson is plays for the Braves. Um, they, he's projected at three years, 75 million, but maybe more. Um, and wasn't Donaldson? He's the old Blue Jays guy, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, he's in yeah. Oakland for a while too. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so solid ball player. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In my opinion, I think they are going to sign Strasburg. They're already working on signing Strasburg. Okay. I think Rendon's gone, and I think they know he's gone. And I get that feeling like last year when they made that offer at the end of the season for Harper, knowing he wasn't going to take it, but they wanted to show the fans that they tried. Correct. They did the same thing with Rendon. Mm -hmm. They didn't do it with Strasburg. Well, they didn't know he was going to opt out, but they – doesn't almost every player opt out? Just see, yeah. especially when you're at the peak yeah. of performance, like he is. But you know, he did that leverage. I mean, and I, I don't get I don't get the leverage. sense that Rendon is really gives a shit where he plays. I mean, he'll want to go home. He'll, he'll you know, he yeah. just. You know, he. I don't think he's tied to Washington like uh, Strasburg is. So I expect them to bring Strasburg back. And then if you don't sign Rendon, that's a bad sign though that you let your two guys go and you're a big market team. Right. But I think you have to trust Rizzo that he's going to, obviously it's a step back, but he's going to bring in players that, you know, sort of compensate maybe not one player, but mm-hmm. maybe you can get three players that can do what Anthony Rendon did. Who hmm. matters more in the locker room? I mean, it, it always, baseball is always tough like that when you're comparing a pitcher who goes every you know five games. I would I would just ass- I would just assume Rendon's a better locker room presence just because Strasburg seems kind of introverted, but I don't know him at all. Yeah, I See, would the, say the same in that way almost. Yeah. But, yeah. but Rendon seems kind of cool. You know, yeah, Strasburg no, seems kind of like a like a dud. You know, so you know it's funny you say <laughs> he's more that. Of a, yeah, he's more Chandler of a Stevenson. Yes, yes, he's a Stevenson. He's dude, a Stevenson's yeah. a lady killer. Dude, Strasburg's just like you know the guy who's kind of like never happy. You know, it's kind of like hanging with Jeremy. Like what the fuck? 
<laughs> yeah, that does happen. <laughs> so we, we know that the Nats are, um, they're very frugal, right? They have been for a long time, which is ironic considering they've got the likes of Scherzer and Rendon and Harper and Strauss that, that have played for them. But they, they are very tight to the vest when it comes to money. Which is, which is the rumor has it that Rizzo has been, you know, uh, with the learners, has been a little frustrated. Because what he does, apparently, is he brings these plans into the learners and says, okay, this is what we need to sign so-and-so, and these are our options if that doesn't happen. Right. And this is what I recommend, mm-hmm. and a lot of times they don't do what he recommends. Sure. So to your point, I could see them giving Rendon a second offer with a little bit more, knowing he's probably going to walk and he's going to test the free agent market. And isn't Boris his agent yes. as well? Yes. That's son of a bitch. I just don't know if any one player is worth all the money. Well, and... and to cripple a franchise. Correct. And Exhibit A is... Bryce Harper did bring a title to D.C. But they exactly had, but, right. But, but they, but, yeah, but they had Sosa in the wings. They don't have a Sosa in the wings for Rendon. Sammy Sosa? I mean, no, I mean, it was Soto. 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 Shit, sorry. Oh, yeah, they had Soto. So they knew their outfield was going to be Eaton, Robles, right. Soto. And that's a pretty good outfield. It is. And Soto proved to be a really good player. I don't think they have that backup plan for losing Rendon. Well, and Rendon plays a much more important defensive position. I mean, playing third is a hell of a lot different than playing any one of the outfield I positions. I agree. Yeah. Um, playing third and hitting like that. Yeah, there, There's correct. more of a risk not bringing him back. Nonetheless... Is he worth $34 million a year when you have other free agents you need to sign? Well, so here's the question. Without a salary cap, it really is up to the ownership in terms of how much absolute value they want to spend. But there's a luxury tax. There is. There is. But come on, man. If you're spending that much fucking money, really? It's pretty punitive, though. Isn't like... 50% 50% or some shit like that. Yankees don't seem to give a shit. Well, they're Yankees. Exactly my and point. And the Dodgers. Are the only. Yeah. So, that, so that's kind of my point. The way the league is structured, you're not limited by league restrictions. You are limited by your own purse strings. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and the Nats have shown that they are a bit cheap. Well, you know what? They want a fucking title. So now they got house money. So well, yeah, So now you could say, now if you're the learners, you could say, hey, thanks. All right, now yep. we're cutting. Now we're not signing that guy. We already got our title. That's right. Build us another one in the next ten years. Well, and and not lost in, in all of this discussion because I don't know the ins and outs of everything, but their farm system is still pretty damn good, you know. So they've potentially got quite a few guys in the wings. I don't know how good they are. Rendon is a known quantity. He's an absolute stud. He's an MVP candidate. You don't just replace that. But to your point, is he worth thirty to thirty-five mil a year? I. For me, I, I don't know if anybody is. I, exactly, exactly. I, I don't think he's worth it. Because it kills you if you, you commit to something like that and that guy, you know, throws his shoulder out or just isn't the same. And or look up I ninety five and, and a la put, Alex you know? Smith. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I just, any free agent signing the Redskins the last. I just don't think. Uh, I just don't think. I, I don't think one player. I mean, yeah, he's great. I get it, man, and he's awesome, and I want him back. But at thirty four million dollars, when you can have when you can sign three starters for that amount, and you can bring back Strasburg. Hmm. Now, a lot of people say they can they can afford to bring back both, but I, that doesn't seem to be the learner's well, mo. Here's the thing that I I've been sort of wondering about is first of all back to, to Rendon and him just not caring. Apparently, he doesn't really want to play that much longer. Yeah, so I, I don't know about that seven year deal. I mean, because if that's the deal, he's going 100 percent in my opinion. Well, this yeah, this is this is his last contract, right? But I, I could almost see him going for, you know what, 
give me a little more per. Just give me four years. You know, four years at 38 or four years at 40, and then I'll ride off into the sunset. Now, I'm not saying that makes me more affordable here, but I can see that happening. Strauss, I actually think 30 is too low for him because Max is getting, what, like 35, 36? I think he's going to be right there. Um, but I do think Strauss is back. Rendon, I'd say Strauss 75%, Rendon about 10% that he's back. I, I, would, agree. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe even higher on Strauss. Nah, it might be right. Might be right. But you know what? These are awesome conversations to have right now with a title in hand. Yes. The with a team that has been relevant prior to the title. It's not like they are going to have these conversations win or lose. Correct. Well, yeah. Absolutely. So the end well of the season. It. Right. Yeah. The end of the season free agent frenzy is there for everybody. You may as well have the fucking well, see, trophy Jerry, in your hand. There you are. That's we a might as well win logical the whole argument. Thing. Yeah, and that's actually God. I can't believe we didn't say that more, or somebody else didn't. We say gotta that. win the whole. We've been thing. saying that all season. So. <laughs> what, I have an idea. Win the whole fucking one thing. thing to do, boys. <laughs> the whole fucking. Thing. Uh, so, <clears throat> so as we're talking about free agency and we're talking about championships and everything else, let's transition a little bit into the you know bro fest that was this past weekend and talk about the caps a little bit. Another because, topic which I was one hundred percent right on. So. Our caps are currently sitting at eleven. You were good on that one. I'll give you credit. Yeah. That one I'll give you credit for. Eleven, three, and two, if I'm not mistaken, correct? I think they're at twenty four points. Eleven, two, and three. Eleven, two, and three. So really? Just, wow. No. No, I think it's eleven three. I thought they were nine nine, two, and three or No, I am pretty sure it's eleven. I thought they were twenty five, two, and three. No. Jesus Christ, we they suck. Had the, they had the we, game that we definitely suck. <laughs> well, I'm I'm fairly certain it's eleven, three, and two because I'm pretty sure they have twenty four points through sixteen okay. games. Um which, three and two after the trip either way, we're talking about a point on either side of that. That is well over a hundred point pace. Um, it's not where I thought they'd be right now, and I am pleasantly surprised. Eleven, two, and three. Eleven, two, and go. three. So they're twenty five points. So they're well it's above like that I'm shit. Fucking rolling. <laughs> I mean, I think when we talked before the season, we talked about that month being such a killer. Oh yeah. And you know, I think we were would have been happy with around five hundred. That's what I mean, Tom. Well, that's what Tom was Todd, man, But Jerry and his crackpot theories. He wanted fifteen. He wanted, <laughs> he wanted like eight. You know, four and two, and they did better than that. So and, the I'm, question, and I'm still upset they lost to Edmonton. I was going to say so through sixteen games, they've got twenty five points. They've done it in a myriad of ways. How many games have you watched and turned off the second they went down? <laughs> Uh, every one of them. <laughs> every game I'm watching, they go down one nothing. I turn it, I, and it, and it, and it well said, Dave. and it works. <laughs> like I, they go down one nothing. I turn it off. I turn my phone on. I watch the score on the phone, and inevitably comes one one, then two one, then two two, and then the Cavs win in the third. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it's a, it's a freaking genius. I, I won the entire. They won the whole Stanley Cup. And I didn't watch a fucking thing in the finals because I was on a roll of checking every 30 minutes and watching on my phone. So, thank you. I did the same thing with the World Series. I couldn't handle watching the whole game. (laughs) I kept checking and about the fifth, sixth inning, I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's close, so they're coming back. And I get in, and it was torture. Baseball takes too long. No, it does. It does. Yeah, well, I, was, I, I was going to sleep at like nine thirty, then getting up and watching before I went to work. So. I mean, the caps. <laughs> Jeremy the ca- was doing shots in the morning. Well, was, <laughs> he was like well, retroactively well, celebrating shots. He's got his jersey night. drinking through it. Exactly. Trying to be a little realistic, though. The caps are on a heater in large part because John Carlson had a historic month, which probably won't be duplicated again. So, um, you know, that's a large part of their win streak. That other guys have to step up. Um, you know, I'm still looking for a little bit more from Tom Wilson, but maybe I'm just 
you know, I'm high on Tom Wilson, so I, I expect him to be like, you know, scoring 40 goals a game, and he's probably not that player. But, um, you know, if Carlson cools down, which he will, he will, then where does the offense pick up from? All right, but, I mean, so, they, they do they do score a ton of goals. All right, so I'm going to defer to Dave and Jeremy on this because they're they're well well schooled, you know, in hockey compared to to you and me, Jerry. But <clears throat> I think I'm at the bottom of the totem pole with hockey knowledge. <laughs> but I will say this: part of me is very optimistic because they are doing it by committee right now. They. I was I was not big on Verona or Wilson a couple weeks ago, and they picked up their game immensely. You're right. I mean, look how many guys are on pace for plus twenty. Correct. Okay. They've that's, got that's exactly right. It's and like you Chandler look at Stevenson's one. <laughs> you look at really good teams, and you look at how many guys are we going to have forty or more points or twenty or more goals? We've got a shit ton. Yeah. You look at the defense, and we got guys like Fairberry and Lewington that started the season on the roster due to injuries and and uh, salary cap restraints. Well, they, they don't even have to play every day. They uh-huh. are more than serviceable guys that can fill in. I actually think they, that some of those guys might be an improvement. Uh, no, I agree. No, you're exactly right. The point being, we're, we're sitting here with eight or nine legit NHL defensemen on the roster, and we're sitting here with multiple guys that are hopefully going to hit 20 or more goals and 40 or more points. If somebody gets hurt, or if somebody dries up a little bit, it, it appears to me that there are plenty of opportunities for other guys to step up. Now, the other side of the coin is I still, and I, I'm going to belabor this point all season, I don't think we play with enough urgency or pace early in games, and it tends to cost us. We can turn on the switch with the best of them, but we get behind the eight ball just as much as any other team. Now, it seems to be a league-wide phenomenon, so I'm not like freaking out about it. But there are plenty of games where I'm going, "What the fuck are we doing?" You know, and we're just letting teams take it to. They us. just look disinterested. Correct. So I don't know whether that's a byproduct of being a good veteran-laden team early in the year, or whether that's a systematic thing. But you know, so I can play you know both sides of the coin. I am optimistic because I think this team is deep and talented and really fucking good. But they have to play fast. They have to play with urgency if they're going to get it done later in the year. So, Dave, what do you think, gentlemen? I to will the, defer to the yeah, experts. You, you guys, to the David point about the starts, I think some of it is you know the Caps are still coming in. They have the best record in the NHL right now. They're still fresh from a cup win two years seasons ago. So they're still, you know, if they're a game that gets marked on the calendar, you know, mentally, you know, and maybe literally in a calendar locker room, like, hey, you know, we got to be up for this. That's a good point. So I think the Caps are kind of playing the same game they do all game and, and are just kind of playing with some composure. They're not worried if they go down one. If they're going to play their game. They're going to play it for 60. Hmm. Um, the things that worry me, I, I still worry about their defense. Um you know, you, I think Jensen's like a minus six or seven right now. That's a lot better He's, than Orloff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, or, every time Orloff gets the puck, I, I get nervous. Yeah, I, You I turn just, your TV off. Yeah, <laughs> grabbing the remote. I just don't see their decor being Stanley Cup caliber. Hmm. Okay. And whether it's, you know, whether it comes around. I mean, like, I, I don't think Gudis has been the nasty effect that, you know, that they need out of him. I don't think he's playing nasty or dirty enough or hmm. mean enough. I'd like to see more of that. I mean, obviously, the month you get out of Carlson, I mean, that's just that's absurd. He's, like, otherworldly right now. I mean, yeah, he just, And he's so calm. He makes it look so easy. I mean, it's... No, he's a monster right now. Yeah, 
and I mean everything. And I think there are times, you know, he looks and he, he makes a pass and it works. And like he's like, he got the look in his face, like, man, got everything's going in right now. He's like, I'm <laughs> yep. just gonna just keep playing, just keep yep. playing. Yep. Um, we're you know, I think Hagelin is still on zero goals up front. There, there's some guys. Panic has zero points. I think there's some guys. He's coming that, back this week, is he? Yeah. Okay. I, I think that some of those other guys need to contribute some more. You know, Verona's got nine goals, which is awesome. I think Wilson's, on, like I said, at one pace for 25. Yep. I think Eller's around the same. Ovi's still Ovi. Never Jesus Christ, age, Ovi. Which is, he's just, he's, you know. God, we're I, so spoiled. I, I laughed. I looked up on we are uh, spoiled. TSN, and, and TSN actually now tracks missed shots and shot attempts blocked. And it, not shockingly, Ovi leads the NHL in both categories. <laughs> right. And probably would lead it every year for the last, well, how many years has he been in the league? Because for a guy who scores so many goals, I've never seen a guy miss so many. And, he and just, just he loves to just shoot the puck. Every time he's he like goes, old. Every, ta- really yeah, every time he goes one God, on two, it. it's like he, he always turns the puck over. Like, yeah. I've never seen him be successful. Um, What's going to watch any of the game? It's like, remember, you know, the scene, remember the God, scene? I love this. I love the rift. You guys have seen old school, right? With Will uh-huh. Ferrell, oh, yeah. The scene where he debates and he's like, well, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I feel like that's Ovi sometimes. Like, I don't know. That's he takes a slap shot and he's like, I don't know. Did it go with They that? ask him after the game. They're yeah. like, hey, what did you do on that shot? He's like, he's like I, I shot know. that? Oh, shit. I don't, yeah. I don't know, but I'm I like drinking. to score. I like score goals. I, sc- I score goals. <laughs> I score goals. Well, wasn't one of his lines, or I might be mixing, mixing this up with Bonsai, but there was a. I shoot puck at going net line. That's 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 very over. possible. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I. So <clears throat> can we get an aww? Hey, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> so I I have a feeling I have a feeling the Caps are going to hit a rough patch. I don't know. Late December, early January. It'll be just because they're disinterested. It could be that. It could be a little bit of the age of the team. It could be some injury issues. That kind of thing. I've said it before. I love, love, love Holpe. Yeah. But he is not your even Steven goalie. He is not your Lundquist. He is not your Rene. He goes up and down. He's more like a quick, in my opinion. You know, quick would have those streaks where he would, you know, there would be 10 games and his goals against was like 0.7. And then the next five games, it was like 4.3. You're like, what the hell is going on? Unfortunately, when he is down like that, it doesn't seem to last long. Exactly right. I mean, he had one terrible game and, and people on the on, on the radio were like you know is it time to go to sam i'm like holy shit like one game <laughs> I like, know. I, you know a season removed from a stanley cup and there were game plenty of games where you watch and you're like he covers up a lot of shortcomings on the defense no he absolutely does and there have been plenty of games in this win streak that we have been outshot that i am not i'm not liking how the ice is tilted against us i think we're living a little bit too much off the counter attack and the power play from time to time but that Calgary game the other night was so complete because yeah. they had nothing, and that's a good team. They had they, a little, they had a little extra juice with the Nats in the house. I, think I, that I definitely, they, yeah, they may have. Um, but even the last couple games of the road trip, you know, when you looked at shots, it didn't look great. But then when you looked at scoring chances, it was almost dead even. Yeah. But then when you actually watched the game, because I watched a couple of them back, that um, the Edmonton game was interesting. That third period was crazy. Um, what was the other game? The uh, It was the Vancouver game. The comeback? Yeah. yeah. Where I was like, holy shit. So I actually watched that game. My wife thought I was crazy because she's like, wow, 5-1, and you're going to stay up, and you know, you're a moron. I'm like, well, that's... <laughs> yeah, she would have said that anyway. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I was out at like 2-1. <laughs> yeah. 
We got a one nothing. So I got myself a beverage, Jerry sat the, down. Jerry saw the warm-ups and was like, I'm done. And, and I told oh, her. I hit the post and warm-ups. God damn it. Son of a bitch. And it was funny because I told her. I was like, all right, I'm going to watch. I was like, you go to bed. I was like, we're going to lose this game 5-3. I have, I have this feeling we're going to lose like 5-4. We're going to get like a late, you know, uh, extra man goal. We're going to push a little bit. But I was like, I, I kind of want to see how we respond. And when we came back and won that game, I was like, hmm, this is interesting. Because through two periods, they weren't 5-1 better than us. No, no way. You know? And... League-wide, we hinted at this last year, there have been more come, you know, come from behind wins with three or, or more goal differential than they have at any you know, four- or five-week period in NHL history. So I don't know what's in the water in the NHL right now, but no game is off the table, which is great as a casual fan. It's just the aggressiveness. Wait, look, look at, I, mean, I mean, every team's got young, dynamic guys. Teams fly Boom. the yeah. pace. Yeah, they're going to have one it. or two lines that are going to do damage. Yeah. Any team, so. I love it because no game is out of reach if you're down and no game is a give me if you're up, you know, and it's going to keep teams really, really honest. All right. So the next three games are tomorrow night at the Panthers. Uh, the ninth uh, Golden Knights come in and then. Yeah, that the, game Saturday is going to be interesting. Golden Knights at Caps. Saturday and then Monday night. Phoenix or Arizona, whatever the fuck they're called. <laughs> I thought they're like owned. The Kessels. By, aren't they owned by the league or something? But they all they always play the Caps tough. They used to be. Yeah. Well, they're the they're Cavs. actually aren't they like eight zero and two in their last ten or yeah, something? They definitely stupid. had a stretch. No, they're 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 playing great. And then right at now. the Flyers, at home to Montreal, and then at the Bruins. Dude, we we the told Bruins you this. Are be legit. Dave, when Dave was on when we did our Caps preview, we told you this. There is no easy game in the NHL. Every single team has young talent. They have legitimate goaltending. And every game is going to be a grind. And, and you can have a... So the Pittsburgh-Boston game the other night was crazy. Boston's up 3 nothing after one at home. I'm like, ah, there's nothing else on. I'll watch the second period. Pittsburgh puts up a four spot in the four second spot. period. Yeah. Goes up 4-3. Boston ever- proceeds to put up three in the third and win 6-4. to four. I mean, that game could not have yeah. been more of a roller coaster with legit studs on the ice from and both I teams. I was hoping for hamstring pulls <laughs> every step of the when way. I think of the four goals for Pittsburgh you in the second. Up. Was that I expect the game more like Achilles slashes or was something. Was that the game where Crosby had no points in that? Correct. Thing? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I looked at him like, who the are these guys? Yeah, that kid Marino got his first goal coming out of the penalty box. You had, you know, Gensel getting one. That motherfucker gets is, more shit goals. Yeah. Is there God. a bigger but he's a good douche? Player, though. Is there a bigger douche <clears throat> sportscaster in America than Jack Edwards no. from the Bruins? Okay, he's not a douche. No. He's a son of a bitch. And I would punch he's him right shit. in the face if he was sitting here right now. Man. God, I hate that motherfucker. Yeah. His he's, line earlier this year when he told, what's his name? Oh, that's hockey karma. That's hockey karma. Yeah, yeah. As, as he gets a head injury, oh, that's hockey karma. Yeah. Hey, Edwards, you know what's karma? I'm going to trip your ass down the fucking elevator. And he didn't back off <laughs> from it. He's a shit. And he didn't back away from it either. No, after. he, didn't no, say he could, I was totally a, defended himself. Totally. Oh, he's, got a, he's got a little like South Boston in him. Oh, he's just a piece of shit. Bruins fans thinks he's an asshole. Yes. No, no, seriously. I think even R.A. from the yeah. Chicklets is like, that's dude, he's, he, he, he's you, such you a can't fucking even homer. defend that guy. Yeah, he's such a homer. Yeah, so is Lachlan, but he doesn't say shit like that. Yeah, he you know? would. Yeah, I mean, Joe B is just the Joe B's the ultimate professional. Oh, he's the, the, L- Locker's the kind of guy you only love if he's your guy. Of course, yeah. you know? of course. Well, the reason Joe B is the ultimate professional is he also can still do baby shark dances in a shark suit in Edmonton. <laughs> so he's yeah. the most prepared play-by-play guy I've ever seen. He can do major league lacrosse, yes. college football, he's college like the, lacrosse. He's like the Mike Tirico of the DMV. Yes, he yeah. is. Mike Tirico can do anything. You know what? With that being said, I don't know. 
we need to get Joe B on here. Oh, that's that's gonna happen. Yeah. I, You've got pull. I've got pull. Yeah, <laughs> I, can, I can get Joe P's like hairstylist on him. <laughs> He'd actually probably do it. He's a nice enough guy. I think the Caps go four and two in the next over the next six. I just, for the Caps' sake, I sincerely hope that they continue to roll out the young guys when they can, limit the minutes of the veterans. You know, Oshi, Oshi, yeah. Ovi, Backstrom, even Koozie to some degree. You know, let those guys play in a more natural rotation. You don't have to ride the veterans like we've done in the past because I think we have a third and fourth line that can contribute. Dowd's coming back this week. Or I really week. like Dowd. I actually like Boyd. Boyd. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think those guys are NHLers, and I know you're going to laugh at this, Jerry. Laugh at Stevenson all you want. What does he have, two or three goals? At least two. Um, One of them was actually from in front of the net, too. Instead he's of actually it. been getting, when he is slotted in the lineup, he's getting quite a bit of PK time, and he's been very effective on the penalty kill. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> that limits Oshie's time <laughs> on the penalty season. kill. To save him for game seven. And, uh, yeah, save his ass. Let's save his ass for game eight. <laughs> <laughs> Leipzig scored the other night. Um, you know, obviously, Haglin needs to get off the schneid. Um, when panic comes he's back. He's not going to be a score. No. Haglin's, but He's not. He's, he's, he but he's a positive he influence. He's value he's, out there, though. He's, he, well, he's good, on, a, he's good on the PK, though. Well, dude, he's lightning fast. He's a pain in the ass in the corners. He's the kind of guy you want on the ice. And if it doesn't result in a goal... A lot of times, it's an offensive zone draw. It's you know he's drawing a penalty. He's doing a lot of those little intrinsic things that I think make a big difference. Um, I'd like to say he's not bit- a big fan. I can no, see it. No, I, 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 just for the positions he's in, the role he plays, he's got to give something. Who's that? Haglin. Haglin. I, I just, yeah, yeah. I mean the PK. I just don't think it's enough. I mean for the role he plays and, and no, you might be right. You might be right. For his experience and what he's capable of. I it just. You know, who knows whether this guy's got no shoulders left or what, you know, what if there's more to it. But sure. I just That's kind of where I'm at with I, panic, I though. Like, he gets a two on one, and it just seems to, you know, he has a little bit of the Stevenson syndrome. It just never seems to translate. He's like the kid from Mighty Ducks 2 who can skate like the wind, but he can't stop. Yeah. So he just goes flying into the boards in the net all the time. <laughs> Isn't that guy like a cowboy or something? And there, there was, no, there was, yeah. no, that kid had the hands. Yeah. Uh, whatever. All right, let's talk <laughs> about you want to transition? <laughs> all right, so. Positive. We started with Nats, Caps, doesn't get much better. Let's real quick throw a couple minutes at the the uh, at the Redskins All right. if we have to. Here's my thought. I, 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 have, I have two thoughts. Please. Haskins did not shit the bed. He did embarrass himself. He did not. He didn't throw up on himself. He did not. Well, he might have, but we didn't see it. Right. They, <laughs> they gave him four routes to... To throw and to mm-hmm. learn, and he learned them, and he checked down all the time, and he threw for 150 yards, and no touchdowns, no picks. No turnovers. That's probably what you're going to get the rest of the year. Um, but he held his own. He Josh Allen, or Josh, is that his name? Josh Allen yeah, in Josh Buffalo? Allen. He yeah. wasn't even that much better. Nope. Um, but they just have a better team. Mm-hmm. The Callahan understands that they have no chance to score, so he's shortening the game, and the first half was like an hour long. Yeah, right. Yeah. They, they, they just and it, that's what's going to keep on being. Right. Um, you, you you play the kid. <laughs> yeah, you play exactly. the kid, and you give him basic stuff to run. And maybe it's like anything else. The more you do it, the things start to slow down, and eventually he'll get a game where he has two touchdowns and one pick, or two touchdowns and two picks. But that's about it. I mean, he's that's that's him. I do think he was announced as the starter for the Jets game, which I, just like the last couple hours. Well, that's the, Callahan won't Should. do it, but that's it. There's no reason not to. 
Yeah, what do you mean? What else? I mean, he, he, he can protect himself, and he can go out and he can make some plays. All right? So that's that. Trent Williams is a liar. Um, he's He was told multiple times that to go get that thing biopsied on his head, and he chose not to. And he knows the records would reflect that. And instead of just coming out and saying, I'm not playing because I don't want to play for this bullshit team anymore. Right. I don't like the people. They're never going to win. They're in constant rebuild. rebuild and I got four years left, and I want to freaking win something. That's what he should say. But he can't. He came out on this PR thing about how his life was in danger, and that's why he's not playing for the Redskins. Mm-hmm. And when the Redskins called his bluff, he said, no, you can't look at my radical records because they're all going to say, told him to go see the specialist, told him to go see a specialist, told him to go see a specialist. Okay. Notwithstanding that fact, the Redskins are so rotten to a core yes, they of, are. of an organization that even when they're right, they still get crushed. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, well, it's possible they... They were shitty in the in this whole equation, also. Well, it's, it's possible, a, it's but not, not mutually exclusive. Here, but my yeah, guess, no, that's a good point. My guess is, based on the way things have transpired, and then now he won't release his records. That it was primarily his fault. He just didn't follow up on what they told him to do, and he's trying to use this as a reason to. I don't want to play for you anymore, but I don't want to say I don't want to play for you anymore because I want the fans to like me still. Because he, you know, he could he could take a PR hit if he comes out and says. I'm not playing for this team anymore. They're terrible. And I want to win. So trading to somebody who's going to win. But that's really what it's about. They should have traded him if they had the equity, if they had got a first-round pick. They didn't get one. They should trade him in the offseason if they get a first-round pick mm-hmm. or or picks that equal a first-round pick, like a okay. second and a third or two, two twos or something like that. They should trade everybody they can trade mm-hmm. and just let it go. Announce to the world you're rebuilding because everybody knows you're doing it anyway. You they get rid of Bruce it. Allen. I was going to say, I, I I, I'm, I'm with everything going, you just said, yeah. but without without a different head on the snake, it doesn't fucking I don't matter. Care. It doesn't matter if you get rid of Bruce Allen because you're just, all Dan Snyder's going to do is hire some other guy who's a yes man, yeah. and he's going to be the same thing. Right. So what's the point of even talking about it? There's nothing there isn't much. until Dan Snyder leaves. Right. The junkie said today, would you? Voluntarily send the Redskins to London to be the London team if you could be guaranteed an expansion team in five years. And I was like, absolutely. Because that means you're getting rid of Dan Snyder. But as long as Dan Snyder's making money, he's not going anywhere. Nothing's going to change. Isn't it crazy? Like, it's hopeless. Think, like, if someone had posed that scenario to you 25 years ago, like, you would have thought they were the most insane person. But oh, I, no I question. I would be like, yeah, if we can get anything to get rid of Snyder, yeah. I'm yep. Fine. This yep. team, I mean, the foundation of this team is rotten to the core. They have veterans who are old. They need to shuffle them all Country's out. Country's damn good. They need to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it, it is, the, the foundation of the team is rotten to the core. It doesn't matter who the coach is. It doesn't matter if you get rid of Bruce Allen. The problem is still here. Yep. Because anytime Dan Snyder buddies up to one of the players, that cuts the balls of the coach off. You yep. got a bad. You got yep. a bad team. Uh, could you imagine Bill Belichick taking this shit? No, no. Or anybody with any substance. So, so it leads to this, you know, real predicament is <clears throat> without a significant change in the front office slash ownership, nothing changes. So, what's the fucking point? What's the point? What is the? I point? I agree with you. That's why I'm a Ravens fan now. So. So let's go into the Ravens because that's as much skins talk as I want to do because yet again, another week of just 
completely shit football. Just three and a half, three and a half weeks without a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's, yeah, we got well, not even has to be mentioned. I mean, bingo, it's impressively yeah. shitty. Thank, thank you for bringing up that stat because it's not even like we're sitting here going, "Oh man, a break here or there or whatever." <laughs> So coming off of our hockey talk, it's almost like, oh, man, we were right there in every game. If we only scored a goal in the last six games, we'd be right there. Yeah, but uh, you know, it was like one touchdown in the last set, like six games, and it was a jet sweep against the Patriots? Yeah. It's one. One right. in like six games. But, right. It's fucking I mean, ridiculous. It's, but let's, let's transition to this. The hopes of having Mike Tomlin are dwindling. They are. They are now 4-4. Four and four. So he's not four and four him. with fucking Mason Rudolph as his quarterback. Well, and that was yeah, an improvement of the guy before. Yeah, he was. Oh, Hodges. Yeah, I mean, that, he was down to his third. Yeah, so that guy can coach. He can coach. Uh, so there's no chance he comes this to the Redskins. here. Yeah. No, not to say he wouldn't even come here anyway, no. but they're not going to fire him. So that's one yep. guy off the table. So going with that division, probably the biggest regular season game to this point in the NFL season was played this past Sunday night in Baltimore. Patriots at Ravens. Man, I was impressed. Yeah, Lamar, Look what, look what happens. When New England actually plays a team that has an offense. Yeah. Lamar. Lamar was amazing. Jerry, you said it weeks ago, and you have... I think Holly said it, actually, but... (laughs) You have reiterated the point that Jackson is special when he 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 can run. And when he can run, it opens up his ability to move in the pocket and pass, and... Man, the Ravens really handed it to him. I I was very, very impressed by that game. The best part of... Of it's now Ingram is starting to heat up a little bit, which is going to take some some pressure off of Lamar. Um, he really needs to start getting down. I mean, he you know yeah that's the, the, that's the question. In the yeah, can, can he keep can doing do it? This and stay healthy. Um, and yep. you know, Marquise Brown starting to break down a little bit. I mean, healthy. He did that. At, he did that at Oklahoma too. He's, he's just he's, so small. Yeah, exactly. He's little. So yeah, he's, I mean, you know, tiny. he can't take shots. And right. He, and his body just breaks down. Right. Um, but. The Ravens seem to hopefully they can catapult this win into. I mean, you can go one of two ways, right? You can say we've arrived, right, and then now you start losing because you lost your grit, or now I have confidence. Yep, right. And right. Now, the other we'll, side of it now, is now, now this can be special. Right. Let's fucking go for those you guys. Know? So, yep. Let's go now. You would think with Harbaugh's track record, even though he's made some bonehead mistakes at the beginning of the year, <laughs> um, but you think what he can do is he can manage a team. He can, and he can. Keep the train rolling forward. He manages egos really, really yes, well. He, does. he keeps he keeps the high guys humbled. He gets he gets the most out of like the yeoman like workers, and he doesn't you know. get bogged down nope. in day to day stuff. Nope, agreed. I was most impressed with the defensive effort from the Ravens the other night because that has been you know that has been their downfall this year, right? Been very susceptible in the in the secondary, and yes, they made the trade, and it definitely improved what yeah. you know what they've got back there. But they brought pressure on Brady, and they well, didn't get to him a ton. Well, that's the point, though. Is Brady's like, you know, that statue back there easier to get after that guy than Correct. a lot of the guys they usually yep. play? So. Don't you love the fucking media that after the game? Now maybe it's because I'm biased towards the Ravens, but after the game, they said this is what the this is what this is what the Pats needed. Now, 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 Belichick can can grind it in them, and they're not immortal and they're not invincible. Like, go fuck yourself, dude. Dude, I twenty on national TV. Yeah, good call. We'll see what the, what the end of the end of the story looks like in February. You know, oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Tom Brady's the greatest of all time, so they're oh, yeah. gonna, they're going to be there. But it's just like when they lose, it's still 
It's still a positive. It's still a positive yeah, for yeah, them. Yeah. And now Belichick's got something to work with. Yeah, that's great. Up, boom, boom, boom. By the way, Belichick's press conferences are amongst my favorite. God, he was so great. They're like, what, were, what, what went wrong? He goes, uh... I don't know. We didn't do anything right. His deadpanned one-liners yeah. are the, yeah. the he, absolute best. He's like when you're growing up and your your friend's got a dickhead stepfather and like Jerry. Sometimes it's tough to be on the top. You know, when you're on the top, there wants to take it down. This is Fuck you guys, basement, right? <laughs> Oh, it's too no, good. but you know, like they're just always dogging. Like nothing's ever good at all. You, yep. Yeah, you got that car. That's nice, but that car's a piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but if you yeah. if you see Belichick, like in the off season, he's a funny motherfucker. Have you ever yeah. seen some of the shows he's on where he's just cutting the rug and loose? And- he's so dry, and and he thinks everybody else is an asshole. You know what? He's right. Yeah, yeah. But I I think he's unlike Nick Saban, who's always like that at at twenty four seven. Just a stern, no yeah. fun to be around. Mm-hmm. Belichick can loosen up and actually be kind of fun. Yeah. No, I agree with that. You know, yeah. I no, think I, I think that. a lot of during the, during the season, it's a lot of showmanship. Mm-hmm. It's not his true nature. Where I think Nick Saban is just a totalitarian dictator. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I mean, you know, he comes home and says, "Why are there trash bags on that location?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, you know. I, I played for some son of a bitch coaches in the past. I don't know that I'd like to play for Saban. I'd be like, you know what? Fuck you. Well, I have been told piece of shit by someone who was recruited by both of them that when you go to Clemson, yep. it's fun loving, family atmosphere, and when you go to Alabama, it's, it's like business. Russia. Yeah. You know, it's like so when you go to Clemson, it's right. like old school like the program. Like they have the cheerleaders, well, they take I, you out on the town. Well, I think <laughs> the cult, the culture at Clemson is we're a family and we have fun. So there's a lot of laughing. I mean, they get down. Obviously, they get down and they do work, but practices are not are, are sort of a lot so of fun. So I've heard I've heard similar stories. Like where Dabo make, tries to make well, it Dabo's fun. Dabo's going to play with you, and Saban's going to throw a trash can at you. Right. you know, whatever. And, 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 and Alabama is just like, you know, you're working twenty hours a day. Yep. And you're not going home for Christmas, and you're not going home for the summers. Exactly. And and, no, well, I, I I heard a, a a eyewitness account of a recruit <clears throat> who was at both schools. So you know. You know, went to Clemson. Dabo was talking to the parents or whatever. So they finished the recruiting visit, and you know they're shaking hands. And the dad goes, "We haven't made a decision yet." You know, Dabo goes, "Completely understandable. Take your time." He goes, "If you come here, good luck to you." He goes, "If you go somewhere else, he's going to do just fine. Good luck to you." So they go to Saban. You know, they go to Alabama. So they finish the recruiting visit, and Saban goes, "You have to. You have twenty four hours to sign your letter of intent." Or else I'm going down the block because there's another five star right over there that's <laughs> right. going to take your place. And the parents were like, "Holy shit, are you serious?" And they're like, "He's like, yeah, dead serious." He's like, "This was my recruiting visit with you. You either come here or I sign somebody else just as good, if not better. What do you want to do?" And they were like, "Uh." And the kid ended up going to like some third school because he was like, "I don't want any part of this shit," you know. Right. You know. But Saban is definitely like that dictator, you know, type A personality, just in your face the whole time, you know. You talk about the value of Debo, though, like that fun, relaxed atmosphere. Look at the Nats. I mean, that's part of the reason Boom. they, they good so call well against Houston. Good call. I mean, they were they looked like they were playing spring training games. I'm mean, there. They were like not a care series, in the world. No yep. having to win every game on the road, and they're like, "Yeah, it's cool, man." You know, we're gonna go. We're gonna go have beers with the Caps in, a, in the, this weekend. It's cool. We're, we'll be fine. Yeah, it was awesome. 
So, uh, Jeremy, I'm going to the Maryland game on uh, Saturday, the basketball game against yes. Rhode Island. Did you watch the first game? I did not because I don't have money to pay for BTN+. Plus. I'm not a baller like that. What'd I watched think? it. What would you think? Um, can't shoot. <laughs> Still can't shoot. So, <clears throat> we were absolutely dominant from the first tip on. Um, through <laughs> we were we were definitely throwing duds there in the first part of the first half. Um, so we shot how many threes did we make? Five. It was five out of twenty-seven. Yeah, five out of twenty-seven. Five for twenty-seven from three, and we put up ninety-five points. Yep, that encourages me with this team. I think this Terps team, this Terps team, is Turgeon's litmus test. This is going to determine whether he can actually coach or not. Yeah, because I agree he with has you 100%. had some he has had some crazy talented teams and we've heard the oh they don't listen to me after the uh you know after the timeout they didn't run the play we wanted to play you know run. Uh we had a tough game at Illinois who won four games, you know, and we lost a tough one on the road and it's the Big 10. Fuck all that shit. Here it is. You are talented, you are deep, you are athletic. I mean, their backcourt, dude, is amazing. The depth they have. So, I don't want to jump the gun. Cowan, Wiggins. This team reminds me a lot of the Villanova team from two years ago where they were like, oh, you don't have a true center. You don't have any size. Dude, they rolled through the regular season. They rolled through the NCAA tournament. They were like, hey, you know what? We're just going to fuck you up with guard rebounds, with pace, with everything else. And if you can score 90 against us, good on you. But you know what? I don't think you can. Well, Jalen Smith's a big kid. He is a big kid. The Mitchell boys are big kids. Mitchell Mitchell yeah, boys I, are big kids. I yeah. think that, I mean, the guards are working to keep them in games, but if they want to be, be a potential Final Four team, it's it's more about the bigs because with Sticks out there, the Twins, and then, you know, Charles the wild card. And Who's that? Marshall, or however you say it. Marshall, kid. Marshall, yeah. Is he coming back? Uh, they're going to reevaluate him in a couple of weeks, and we don't know. See, I'm not know. counting on. I'm him. not counting I, him at all. No, I, I don't mean, think he you know, plays with Sticks and the Twins. I mean, they they probably got better big men than most of the most of the comps. So Sticks and the Twins, so, but you can go smoke and mirrors man. a little bit with the, with the bigs inside in college basketball. Oh, you can. No, no, and, and that potential is there. But I think you got to get some the, rebounding and physicality over the top. It's it, to me, it's more about the bigs and, and how they can produce. Like I tell Peyton. And like I'm going to tell your daughter, yes, you rebound and you get the ball to people who can dribble. <laughs> Peyton, you're not a shooter. Stop trying to dribble the ball to the floor and shoot from the outside. So get the ball and, and get the rebound and get it to Cowan. That's exactly what you do, and you play good defense. Wait, Cowan's playing with uh, Peyton. That's a pretty sweet <laughs> yeah. team. It's amazing. Yeah. And George. And George. It's part of a plea deal Jerry worked out. <laughs> <laughs> We have Guys, one to, the, addendum he, to add to this contract. <laughs> he is the best in the business, folks. Um, as far as he knows. Um, I think Cowan is, you know, kind of an easy, <laughs> you know, he's an easy guy to, to, to point at, but he is the key to this team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. point guard play. Senior point guard. Correct. Mm-hmm. Point guard play in Cleaves. college basketball is fucking everything. And he's one of the best out there when he's on. I want Turgeon to encourage them to play fast. I want him to encourage them to yes. play fearlessly. Tempo is going to be the key. This Tempo, year. play fearless. You know what? If you're in one of those shit games in Wisconsin in January, and they've oh, got all those big shit game. correct, and they got all those big guys, and their coach is going, "This game is in the fifties. This game is in the fifties." If you're Turge, don't 
Don't fight that battle. Go fuck this shit. This game's in the 80s, and they can't score 85 on us. Yep. Right. And let's there, go. It, side note, is there anybody who wants to see a basketball game in the 50s? Does anybody oh, yeah. appreciate that? Yeah, half the Big Ten. <laughs> I know. God, no. Seriously. Give me, the, give me the 1980s NBA. And Huggins. 140 to 100. <laughs> That's right. Huggy Bear likes to play in the 50s. And Huggins will that, they'll be in like the 70s, but then they'll be like stitches and <laughs> blood all over the place and just <laughs> 17 missed shots. From no, Bovey's plan? Yeah. <laughs> no, but this this Maryland team has me has me super excited because they are they are well balanced in terms of size, in terms of um, they've got the you know they they've got the court leaders. You know Cowan is a veteran. It would have been a Final Four team with Bruno. Oh, I I think so too. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, he's getting legit minutes in the NBA. He had to go. Oh, I don't. Blame you know? Yeah, I know. It's just um, one of those what ifs, you know. Of course, and you're always going to have those. But I mean, Sticks is legit. He's he's so good. Jalen Smith is just you know on another level. I think Cowan has that ability to be that point guard that leads this team you know, and, and takes them really deep. I mean, I really see this team winning 26, 27, 28 games. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And, and, and if they're in the 21, 22 range and they're an eight seed, I'm sorry, not good enough, Turge. Well, I'm going on Saturday. I'll give you guys a breakdown of what I think. Well, it is November. It is uh, you know, it's Rhode you, Island. I mean, they're they're not bad. You can, you can leave your seat, but when you go to the game, you can't just turn it off. You know that, right? <laughs> I fucking hate these. <laughs> so are you sitting with uh, Jim? Sitting no, in gym I, he gave me all four tickets. So nice. I'm gonna try to take Sweet. the girls. Oh, that's awesome, Perfect. man! That's it's a awesome. nine o'clock game. Yeah, yeah. So, no, see, late Saturday, Saturday night. That's, that's gonna right. be awesome, man. I asked Peyton if she wanted to go. She was uh, not too thrilled about it. But <laughs> Izzy's like, I'll go. I just need a new man shirt. I was like, Aww. okay. That's awesome. Go to the team store ahead of time. You're good to go, man. Shit, dude. We're going to freaking Modell's. What are you talking about? Oh, fuck. I'm going to the team store, you son of a bitch. If they had Maryland shirts at Safeway, (laughs) that's where I would go. Not going to be red. It's going to be like a rusty orange Maryland shirt. Hey, I didn't know Maryland was sponsored by Reebok. (laughs) Is that champion? I would get get her (laughs) a shirt at Weiss if they show. (laughs) You know how they they have those Damascus shirts in there? Oh, yeah. And like you could take them and just rip them. Those things are awesome. Yeah, kids live in that shit. Um, no, but seriously, this team, this team has me optimistic because, <clears throat> other than Michigan State, I think the Big Ten is wide open. Michigan State's legit; they're good. Granted, they lost last night, um, but they were missing their best player. Right? They were, um, but Izzo, he knows what he's doing. They're going to be awesome. I think uh, Beeline in in Michigan is great. Uh, they're they're going to be really solid. I, I really think Maryland is a top three Big Ten team. They should be a top four NCAA tournament seed, and they really should cement themselves as a Sweet 16 team come hell or high water. And then at that point, all bets you. are off. I agree you know? with you. They should be a top four seed. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, and I don't like to set my expectations high, but I look at this team and I go, you know what? They've got all the makings of a team that can go really deep in that tournament. You know? No, absolutely. And this is the, the one year they can do it. I mean, Cowan's gone after the year, sticks yep. probably too. And it's a, no, they're they're a top four Big Ten, you know. So double buy for that tournament. They're they're a four seed, and uh, they're they're a Sweet Sixteen floor. And you know, I, I don't like setting expectations that high only because you set yourself up for disappointment. But that's what this roster is. 
That's what they are. Like like you said, this is Turge's chance to prove. I I think that, you know, he's a little too folksy for my taste with some of those interview answers after they lose games. But, you know, I I think he's also essentially been right in most of those, you know, with most of those answers. No, I think this is his chance, though, to to prove that he was and what he can do with a little bit of a different team. Yep. I'd like to see a little bit of the son of a bitch that Gary had in Turge. You know, Turge is almost too by the book, too nice. Ah, we did everything by the book. It just didn't work. And Gary's like, fuck it. Didn't defend. Didn't score. Back to the drawing board. You suck. You (laughs) suck. But but we're going to forget about it and do better next game. That's right. How great would a championship run be for just one more thing, for one more nail in the Snyder oh, coffin? God, I mean, would that you, be great? You're some around basketball. Oh. Like just, just keep it coming, all of it. Like if, want, if in April we're just – everything. Yes, fuck the yes. Well, the Super Ravens team? the Ravens make the Super Bowl. Yes. The, that would be so – Maryland awesome. makes the Final Four. Oh, that would be my favorite. Caps, once again. Yes, know, when does, yes. When does the Valor play? Like they're, they're good. I don't even know when their season is. There's like eight teams in the I'm league. A fan now. <laughs> Maryland beats Penn State. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, so Maryland basketball gives us you know optimism for you know the local college sports because college football has not been kind to us. Um, and we will you know we'll debate that another day as to what you know we do there going forward, but. Um, no, Maryland basketball. So I'm thinking the floor for them, 25 wins, top four seed, sweet 16. And I know those are lofty expectations, but I, Jeremy, you said it just now. That's where it has to be when you have a roster with this much clout. You know, Veteran presence, young exuberance from the freshman guys, super talented. You got enough bigs inside. You got enough guards. You got enough shooters. And – Again, 5-for-27 last night, <clears throat> early in the season. I'm not going to worry about it. And by the way, in college basketball, teams have shitty shooting nights all the time. Yeah. And that's why some of the great teams don't move on mm-hmm. in the NCAA tournament. We see it all the time. You know, Duke lives off of shooting 33s and making 13 of them. And when they get into that NCAA tournament game and they, they make... Six, they're done. They go right. Exactly. Yep. You know, when they make six out of 28 and they can't grind it out at the end, well, too bad. You know, I don't want Maryland to be that team. But they've got enough shooters. They, they should be able to put up 85, 90 points if they need to. Well, that's another reason why they need to push that pace because you know, yes. more possessions, more shots, you can afford to miss more. Yep. And you know what? And if another team you know, goes 11 for 20 against you, you should still be able to win that game because you can pound the ball inside, because you can get to the free throw line, because you're just more talented. You yep. know? 100%. All right. All right, boys. Let's take a deep breath. Go Caps. Go Terps. Davey Martinez, congratulations on, Congrats, take, on taking my Rizzo too. Taking my <laughs> my advice. How about Rizzo representing another guy representing the sweatshirt? Yes. Oh, yeah. You know? Yes. I mean, I know it's tough, you know, if you're a Ravens fan, but <laughs> another guy in a sweatshirt winning sell, championship. Hashtag sell the team. Yeah. That was the best banner down at the parade. That was awesome. That was awesome. Hashtag sell the team. So, hey, cheers. Thank you for joining us for another week of Wings, Beers, and Tears. A little championship talk. A Move little, to London. A little sobering talk on our uh, one of our football teams and, and some optimism for the, our other teams. So keep watching sports. Keep listening to us, and uh, we will point you in the right direction. Most likely. The Florida Panthers must be destroyed. <laughs> Jerry is all in on the Caps-Panthers game until it's 2 nothing after the first period. Oh, if it's 1-0, oh, no, then he's one. raging. One and done. 
First he and Major are going to go up and have a temper tantrum. Maybe if we're outshot in the first five minutes, like they don't have it. Fuck it. First so, shot on goal. He's out. I'm done. <laughs> Damn it, Holly. Uh, so join us next week for another episode of Wings, Beers, and Tears. Until then, peace, and we'll see you on the flip side. Later. Peace out, peeps. Good night.